0: I'm like coming from the city with no PD is shell. Somebody do call for LA. In I'm just, in <laughs> Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Look, count my dough and smoke up. I'm from California. Where are you from? So what? I'm from California. This is Los Angeles. See, this is the thing. This this is what this this is one of the things that really pissed me off is when I need to get home. I I like to go home. Believe it or not, I really like to go home. And anything that prevents me from getting to my house, getting to my family, uh, it pisses me off. It really does. So. You know, I work 45 minutes to an hour away from where I live, which is L.A., and usually on the west, the northwestern side of Los Angeles. You know, that's Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Westwood, Brentwood, you know, um, Culver City, you know, in that area right there, Santa Monica, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If I go down south, I mean, you know, go, go... Towards the south of L.A., then it's, you know, it, hard time to be the furthest. So w- when I get off, which is typically in the morning, and I'm supposed to get off at eight o'clock in the morning, I w- I'm ready to go home, people. I really am. But what really annoys me is when I can't go home because I have to wait on a co-worker to arrive to relieve me. No, I don't do security, but. Uh, in the field that I that I'm in, uh, it's required for me to stay. Uh, for staff to, you know, in I, in order for me to leave, I have to wait until staff releases me. So, with that said, man, it's been times where, like I said, if I get if I get off at eight, you know, it's you know it's still in the morning time. It's a lot of traffic during the downtown L.A. downtown area, which kind of holds up a bit. Other than that. Once I pass downtown L.A., it's a, it's a breeze. I can I can shoot straight home, unless it's some construction or an accident or something like that. But it's going to take about an hour and some change. So that means I'm looking at maybe close to 9.30 when I'm getting home. Still a good time. That's a great time. Now, when I'm getting home at ten ten thirty, that's when I'm pissed off. When I'm getting home... Two hours, two and a half hours after I got off of work, that's when I'm pissed off. And the thing is, I'm a cool person. I I got a thing with being on places early, uh, getting to places early. I'm that I'm that type of dude. Where if my if my shift starts at nine o'clock in the morning or nine a.m., I want to get there by eight thirty or eight o'clock. Not necessarily start my shift early, but just be in the area to where soon as nine o'clock on the dot hits i'm either already working or i'm i'm just walking in right there you know what i'm saying and i'm with that i'm like that with everything if i'm going to hoop and i know the gym opens up at 12 sometimes i like to get there early you know unless i know you know what i'm saying is is catch is going to drag late then i'll get there late but if i know it's going to be popping i want to get there early and that goes with anything again, that goes with anything I like to like to do or places that I like to go, but more so with my job because I take my job serious and I want to go home and I, I and I, I would believe that these people have the same respect that I have for you know other people that want to get off because in this particular field that we're in, it could be you could tire yourself out. You know, it, it's some time when you, that you need, even when you go to another site, you need some time for yourself, you know what I'm saying, to reset and get ready for the next shift because we work with clients with disabilities. Therefore, it takes a whole other mindset and a lot of patience to deal with um, adults with disabilities. They need love too, and they need help. They need Some, some of them, we have to live their lives for them and do all the important stuff for them, a lot of things. So it's kind of like you know you when you holding down your own personal fort and then you got to hold down somebody else's whole lifestyle, whole life. So by the time I get off, I'm ready to go home. And so this particular coworker, for the past three, three, three and a half, four weeks, has been sending me text messages saying that she's going to arrive late, and it annoys her. I'm going to say this again. She said that she's going to be late and is so annoying that she's arriving to work late. Now I want to chalk it up to her being young. You know what I mean? And I don't want to give her no excuse because there is no, no excuse. You out here to make money. Don't mess up your chances of making money by small things like not getting up early enough to get to work on time. Because if this was a place where you had to actually clock in, Then I'm pretty sure you would be here on time, or you would be fired by now. But because you can, you, you know, we give you that leeway and where you could show up 10, 15 minutes late, all right. But when it when it starts getting to the point where you're getting there 30 and 40 minutes late, almost to an hour, that's where I got a problem. See, a lot some people might say, yo, that's just extra money for you. Bruh, I'd rather be at home with my family. I'm making that money, okay? All the money that you getting ain't don't you don't necessarily need all of it. You need some of that family time. That extra thirty thirty minutes to an hour, I need that. I want all of that. You know what I mean? It's just a it's a, it's a, it's a small little rant before I go off and tell you and invent and, and share my 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 past weekend because it was very um. Very adventurous and somewhat different when you when you hear about this. So, you know, my weekend started off real good. This is and this was uh, last weekend. This weekend coming up is my wife's birthday weekend. You know, and we got some things planned for her. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun and adventurous as well. But my weekend last weekend started off real cool. You know, got home at a reasonable time (laughs) and I had to coach. Now, I'm coaching summer league basketball. You know, I was one of the assistant coaches for a 12U team for the program that that I'm under. And the season was over uh, probably was a month ago. But now, the summer League has started to where you know they put it they put together just random players, not different ages but somewhat close in the same age group. You got twelves and the thirteens playing with each other, and you might have you know some other you know you, you'll have older cats playing with each other, but it's just a mixture so you know you might have your elite teams then you might the middle of the pack teams and then you have the lower level teams, but they're mixing all the players together and it's the summer league just to have fun. You know, it's kind of like the NBA Summer League, very similar to that. So I'm coaching one of the teams, and we're undefeated right now. I'm pretty happy about that. I think I'm a dope coach. You know, I bring that, that, that East L.A., Fremont High type of discipline, practice, uh, game control type of, type of play, you know, and we're undefeated right now. We're the best team in our bracket, in our division. We're the best team right now and I, and I love it. I like it. And I also got three former players from the old tw- from the uh past 12 U West team. So that that's dope as well. And we just had our little small it was like it was a little personal banquet for the team. Not all the, not all of the players didn't show up, but you know, half of the team showed up and they received some awards. I received um you know and a coach award and also a picture of the team and you know that team is going to be dear to my heart my son played on that team and that that was dope to me that was dope to me also what happened this weekend now you know me and my wife had planned this out for a week we said, yo we got to go out we got to eat and the plan was you know, uh, one of the cities that's next to us is Rancho, and they have a street called Foothill, and all up and down Foothill, I say about maybe about two or three miles long. There's just food places, just random food places, and then there also there's also the uh, a mall over there. So I said, look, the last week I said, look, we're going to go on a date. And we're going to go on Foothill and we're going to drive up and down Foothill. We're going to go to the mall and we're just going to pick a random restaurant that we've never been to. And we're just going to go eat. Now, I know that's kind of crazy because you don't want to go to a restaurant and sit there for about 45 minutes to an hour uh, to get seated. But I would say we was blessed to 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 get there at a random time <laughs> And well, well, before we get to the restaurant, we did stop at one of the um, sports bars that we have out. And I wouldn't even call it a sports bar. I'm not sure what you I can't think of a word for it, but it's like a sports venue where they have a bar section, but they also have a video game section. And um, and I forgot what other is another It's like a three It's like three sections to it. But kids can go as well. Kids can even go to the bar area because They serve food and things like that, and they they can't go to the actual bar side, but they can actually go to the uh, the restaurant part. I guess you gonna what you want to call it, so. We stopped there to get a couple of drinks, just to get warmed up. You know how back in the day, you and the fellas, before you hit the club, you know what I'm saying? You stop at the liquor store, grab you a couple of drinks, and you get your pregame on. So that's basically what what me and the wife was doing. Plus, it was early. I think it was about like four or five once we got there. It's called Big Al's. So anytime y'all come out here to L.A. and y'all want to come visit me, we can go to Big Al's. They got some cool drinks. And um, yeah. It was dope. So we you know, she got her, she got her a big old margarita or something like that and and I got me a, a Tennessee peach drink or whatever. Yeah. I know. I I posted on Instagram, a lot of people said it was soft and Lightweight and things like that. I'm gonna tell you what. You can call me whatever you want to call me. That's not going to push me to drinking that shit that's killing y'all liver like that. Now all alcohol is is pretty much bad, but at least I got some. At least I got some juice with my. <laughs> I can't. I don't like drinking straight alcohol. I mean, I'll take some shots. That's about it. But I'm not about to be sitting sitting up there drinking Jack Daniel's straight or Hennessy straight. Like, nah, that's not my thing. That never will be my thing. Never has been my thing. So it always got to be a mixed drink, the fruities drinks or whatever. And I'm cool with that. And, you know, my wife, she said her drink didn't do too much. My drink didn't do nothing at all. It was actually delicious. And we got hungry after that, you know, and we headed towards Foothill. And she already had something in mind because my wife likes to eat seafood. So her sneaky ass was like she already picked a restaurant. We got there. We didn't have to wait long at all. Actually, once we went in, we got seated, and it was cool. It was nice. It was nice. I ordered um, a steak platter. You know, I had, you know, I had the steak, mashed potatoes, and then macaroni and cheese. Now, before you, before you crucify me for eating some macaroni and cheese at an establishment, I got to tell you. It was pretty damn good, and they did use Velveeta. She, the waiter, the waitress told us that they use Velveeta cheese. I know, I get it. I know, I know where you're coming from. I know why you're mad at me, but I was hungry. Okay, the steak was good, wasn't as big as I thought it was gonna be. Pause, but it is what it is. Now, after we, fin- after we finished eating, you know, we were sitting up there talking. Now, my wife had ordered another drink from that restaurant. And when I say that drink got her, it got her right. She wouldn't even halfway through the damn drink before she was, you know, eyes is a little low. She cheesing for no damn reason. I know I'm going to get the draws type of look. Yes, it was one of those drinks. I want to thank that establishment for making that strong ass drink. So I say, you know what? I want to be on that level. Now, I didn't want to get anything as strong as that because I was driving. So I didn't get no drink. But I said, you know what? I, You know, I think it's time for me. I, I want to, let's go get a pre-roll. I, I want a pre-roll. For y'all that don't know, I know the smokers know what this is, but a pre-roll is already a a joint rolled up or a blunt rolled up of some grade A weed or marijuana, whatever you want to call it. So Now, look, I don't have a long history of smoking at all. Okay, I'm not going to put my wife's business out there. That's for her to share with y'all. But as far as me, I'll give you my history with the ganja, with the Mary Jane, with the devil's lettuce. So back in middle school, my brother let me take a hit of his joint. But I did. I never inhaled Bill Clinton. I never did it. So I never got high. I never experienced it. Fast forward to I was. Shit, I was an adult, a young, a young adult. I did get high with my homegirl, right? I'm not sure what she had, and I spoke with her today. Shout out to Je. I spoke with her today, but whatever she gave me, right? I want to go use the bathroom. The bathroom, right? I washed my hands. I remember going to the sink and washing my hands. I remember turning the water off. Next thing you know, she was knocking on the door 30 to 35 to 40 minutes later, seeing what was wrong with me. And I was staring at the ceiling. I told her, I said, when you knocked on the door, I snapped out of it, and I was just staring at the ceiling. That's where I need to be in life. That's where I need to be, because whatever I was thinking about had me stuck looking at the ceiling. That's what I was looking for that night. So my wife said, are you serious? You really want to get high? If you want to get high, you know what I'm saying? I'll call. I'm not going to put no names out there, but, you know, I'm going to call my little cousin. He's smoking right now. You want to go over there? I said, "Look, yeah, let's do it." Now it was jokes going back and forth, like, "Ron, you ain't never been. You a lightweight. This, that, and the third. Look, I don't care about the name calling. Just get me to where I need to be, because I've always this is this is me. I always felt like I needed to just start my 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 marijuana career. Now I grew up all around it. My older brother. Been smoking since way back when. My younger brother smoked. One of my best friends smoked. I didn't been in dope houses. I didn't seen drug transactions. I didn't been there. I, I didn't been with my brother and, and my friends as they bought weed. I didn't seen them sell weed. The whole nine. I, I basically know everything about it, but just never did it. And one of the reasons why I never smoked was because I was scared to fail a drug test. I always stay I had a job. I never had a problem getting a job. The interviews wasn't nothing. I I was cool in interviews. How how a lot of people can go to interviews and be sweating because they don't think they're gonna perform well, this that and the third. I never had a problem with going to um uh, with going to a a um damn, what was I just talking about? Uh going to a uh interview. Going to an interview and acing it. That's not the problem. I was always nervous about not passing the drug test because I was the cat that used to go, you know, homies used to give me a soda or something like that and say, yo, can you go push in this cup for me or whatever? So they would use my piss and to go pass a drug test. Real talk. So I was that guy and I I always felt like I was reliable. This, that and the third. So that's what that was one of the main holdups. The other one was I played basketball. Now I know a lot of cats that play basketball that used to smoke weed, and them cats was nice, but it just seemed like at the time, like none of them cats made it though, and I felt like I felt like you know, cause after they stopped playing basketball, niggas just smoke weed every day. I never had anything against weed at all. I don't. I've always liked it. I love the smell of it. Some grade A shit. I've always loved it. I just never smoked it like that. I've had two encounters with it. Well, three counting this past weekend, which I'm getting to, but I've never had a problem with it. Nothing negative about it. You can, I can I and tell you a lot of drinks that I like, but I know alcohol is something that I, I don't really, I don't like to taste alcohol. And I know the outcome of drinking too much. I hate drunk drivers with a passion, zero tolerance for that. So I know alcohol can turn shit bad. But as far as marijuana, I've never seen anybody act up or do anything ignorant off of marijuana. So she made that call. You know, we giggling back and forth. You know, we get over there to, to her cousin and he got the he got the the, the glass blunt, you know, the new shit or, or whatever. And I'm not sure what he had, but, you know, I trust him. So I took a couple of pulls, uh, nothing, nothing at all. At this point, I'm like, yo, I know I got a high tolerance for a lot of stuff. But like I said, the last time I did smoke, I was, you know, I was up there. I was I was flying somewhere and didn't know where I was flying. No direction, but I knew I was up there. So right now, whatever I'm smoking is not working. He said, yo, I could take you to go buy whatever you need. And then we can just come back. I can, I can go get some wraps. I could roll up and we can go in the back and then we, we can see what it is. I said, cool, bad, 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 bitch. So we head out, and literally around the corner from my house, it's a weed dispenser, right? Now, this is the thing. It's about 10 30, 11 o'clock. It's pitch black outside, there's not many street lights. Where I'm at, I can't really describe where I stay at because it wouldn't it, it it'd take too long. But I do stay in a very very nice city, very nice area. Um, it's just it, it's hard to explain. But anyway, the road that we went down, um, that's where the the weed house is at. I'm I'm just gonna call it the weed house. So there's no light. There was no 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 light outside. So it was dark in that area. He passed it up once. At that point, when he passed it up and made a U-turn, that's when my 35-year-old uh, common sense kicked in or, or just that 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 adult uh voice kick in and say, you know what, man, just <laughs> just go home. Go to sleep. <laughs> go home and go to sleep. But I, but I went through with it because it was an experience that I didn't know at the time. But after everything was said and done, I was like, I got to share this with somebody. Mm-hmm. So he, pulled, he, he made a U-turn. We pull in, and we're, we're headed towards the backyard of the house. It's a dirt road where you see one security guard. He's a Samoan cat. We got a lot of Samoan security guards out here. Shout out to the Samoan security guards. He flags us towards the back, and we go through another gate, still on a dirt road, and we see another security guard, an older black cat with a burner. These cats got burners on them. So I'm like, yo, this is is different. This is different. We park. We park, and my wife's cousin says, all right, what you want to do is go in there, ask for a gram or whatever, and whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm looking like, what do you you mean? Like, why are you not coming? (laughs) He said, well, I'm not of age yet, so I can't go in there. So that's why I'm like, I'm from L.A. East side of L.A., born on the west side, raised on the east side. It sounds like a setup. It sounds like an official, paid-in-full setup. So all kinds of stuff running through my head, even though I stay in Eastville. Eastville is, I think, ranked number 14, 15, 16, or 17. Somewhere in between there, one of the safest cities in the world. I get out, talk to the security guard. He tells me where to go. I get there. I got my money or whatever, and... Everything is new to me. Like I said, I I I didn't been to uh I didn't been in these joints before with my brother, you know, with a couple of friends and stuff like that, but never really in like, well, I've been in the inside of, of a few, but this was like this was like a while ago. So I'm going to purchase something for myself. I fill out the paperwork, I give them my ID, and um I notice on the paper that there was a logo on the paper and it was like a cross. So I'm like, yo, are they, are they using church paper? Like that's what, that's what went through my head. I'm like, are they using church paper? I'm like, whatever. She gives me my ID back with a ticket and she says, go through the door. So I walk through the door. Mind you, there's a cat. There's another cat there with two other dudes. They, they bought, all of them look square and they're trying to figure out who's going to go inside. And you can, and the dude that walked inside with me, you could tell he's as squ- square as Delaware. Now, me, I know I don't smoke, but at least I knew what I, what I had to do. He was walking, to, walking into something where he had to ask a lot of questions. I kid you not. They opened up that door. I walked in there. And it looked like, with no embellishing, with no putting extras or dubs on it, I walked inside. And it was like walking inside of a Chick Fil A, or or a, a Starbucks for marijuana. And what I say that is because the joint was super clean. The customer service was a one. You got to remember, I was born in that, you know, born in the eighties, raised in the nineties. I've been inside dope houses before. Nobody talks to you with Chick Fil A customer service, but they did. And it's all—I don't want to put—I don't want to put out the racist. This is—I would just say the customer service was excellent. But I walked in; everything was squeaky clean. You had—it looked like—it looked like I was inside of—it um, looked like I was inside of a jewelry store in the mall with security. That's how it looked. I mean, everything was jarred up. And it was sparkling glass case. They had a they had this fridge, um, and it had you know some some edibles and some other random shit. They had a they they had a rice crispy cake, uh, a, a, a cocoa crispy rice crispy cake that was fifty dollars. And I know it, you know I know it's edible, but it looks so good though. <laughs> it looked real good for fifty dollars. I don't know, you know, you, that little, that little, that little portion or whatever better be fired. They had some cookies and some brownies and you know, just some other stuff uh, spread it throughout, and they had jars and jars and jars of different strands of sativa and indicas and all kind of stuff, right? And so I went in there and I asked for a gram of. Um, Well, actually, I asked, well, you know, what did they, you know, what was the person I was helping? What was their personal favorite? And they told me it was some honey something, right? (sighs) Then they took me to this Wheel of Fortune wheel. And you spin it. And, you know, one one of the things you could win, I didn't even pay attention to the other markers. But the one that I won was an extra, a free gram of any, you know, any uh, indica that you wanted. So um, I picked, the only thing that I know of was that OG Kush. I got a gram of the OG Kush. So not only did I get a free gram of the OG Kush, I got another gram of whatever her favorite was. It's called some honey. I forgot what it was called. And um, I got a free pre-roll of whatever her favorite was. I forgot what it, I forgot what she said it was. I, I cuz I didn't we smoked it but it wasn't really nothing and I just gave away the OG kush because I was so disappointed but I'm going to get to that. So I came away I came away with 3 grams for $10, right? But that's not the twist though. <laughs> the twist is when she was uh bottling everything up and giving me the rundown of what this does, what this is, she said. Oh, and by the way, if you have a chance, you should come tomorrow morning for service. And I said, "What do you mean, service?" She said, "Yeah." So, you know, basically, we're the church of such and such, such and such, and we would like, you know, for you to come to morning uh, worship. And I, and it just it blew my mind. You know what I'm saying? No pun. But I'm like. This is being ran by church members, and then they had a they had like a poster on the wall, and it said. Now I'm not, I I I have to I, I'm gonna get the flyer and then I'm gonna post it, but the um the the poster said <laughs> cannabis religion. I don't know if hey look like I said I don't know the name. I don't know the name. I don't remember the name. I just know that they asked for, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't just for me, but they, they asked us to come back for morning service. That mess was crazy. I got my stuff. I left, hopped in the car. I said, take me back to my wife so I can go home. We get back. We well we stop at another we stop at another smoke shop so he could pick up some wraps he pick up the wraps we get back he roll it up we smoke I pull 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 nothing happened that was probably my worst experience of smoking in my life and that was just my third time because nothing happened nothing at all I felt like I wasted a moment of being high because I didn't I didn't get nowhere. So in the future, am I starting my my career? I want to say yeah, but will I be a smoker? A smoker? No. I think I'm going to do it every so often, you know, um, when I can. I ain't going to say when I can, but just every so often, you know what I'm saying? I'm not not going to turn uh, this into like a, a weekly or a monthly bill, you know what I'm saying? I might smoke maybe four or five times a year. You know, it just depends. Um, but I, I definitely, I've always been interested in it because I, be, I've i heard of the different strands and things like that. So I need a head high, not a, not a body high. So I called my homegirl J.E. up today. We talked about it. We laughed about it. I got to get her I, She's the only one I can trust besides my little brother and my boy Keon. You know what I'm saying? Those are the real pros right there. But uh yeah, that mess was crazy. That was my weekend right there. That was definitely my weekend. Uh, so shout out to all hey, shout out to all the ganja heads out there, man. I've always had respect and, and I I I've always acknowledged the cast that that did smoke the good stuff, the right stuff. You know what I'm saying? Not just the everyday type cast that lip they lips all black and they no 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 no. I'm talking about the cast that's out there smoking real good, man. Smoking real good. So salute to y'all. And that was one, that's just, that was my weed story for the weekend, man. (laughs) That was my weed story. So y'all potential president definitely tried to inhale this time, and it didn't work out. It didn't work out at all. It didn't work out at all. So what's the moral of the story? Get to work on time, and don't let weed be an excuse. I'll holler at y'all next week.